Welcome back, Greyhounds. This is Bex. We know you're as excited as we are for the new season of Ted Lasso, and you're probably looking for something to fill the hours until that first episode drops. Well, we've got a new episode coming out for you on Monday. This one's on that book that Ted's father read to him as a kid, or read for him, rather, as a kid, Johnny Tremaine. But in the meantime, we wanted to share a little something fun. This past week, one of our favorite Ted Lasso podcasts, Peanut Butter and Biscuits, hosted by Jeremy and Craig, decided to do an Avengers Assemble style episode. They invited hosts from various Ted Lasso podcasts and were joined by Kenny from the original Ted Lasso podcast, LassoCast, Tori from Their Soulmates, Mark from Med Lasso, and our very own Coach Beard's book club host, Andrea and Marita. They talked about their excitement for the new season and the different predictions they all have. It's amazing how many different ideas they came up with amongst the seven of them. I can't wait to see which ones come true. Hopefully it's my very own prediction that we get confirmation that Nate's niece is not real and that he made those boxes in season one by himself. (laughs) No, but seriously, whatever they come up with, I'm sure it's going to be great. And we wanted to thank Jeremy and Craig for allowing us to share this episode on our platform as well. If you haven't heard any of their episodes yet, which I find surprising, I definitely recommend checking them out, Peanut Butter and Biscuits. So now without further ado, it's time to spend some time with many of your favorite Ted Lasso podcast hosts. Let's go! Hello, everyone out in Lasso land. This is Peanut Butter and Biscuits, your Ted Lasso fan cast for NPR Illinois Community Voices. And tonight we have an extremely special episode bringing you tons of content creators, really from across the entire United States. I'm very excited about all of this. I'm your host tonight, Craig. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeremy Geckner. I am here to bring the good looks, but that isn't uh, that isn't good tonight. Uh, there's way better looking people here than me, so... <laughs> Well, what I'll say is we got to get right into these introductions because I can't believe all the people that we have uh, with us tonight. So we're going to go in no particular order here, but I'm excited to be joined by Mr. Kenny from Lasso Cast. How are you, sir? I have, look, full disclosure, I have been on the road today, all day, mm. so I could make sure that I could travel from Northeast Oklahoma to Central Texas to be on this episode <laughs> Tonight, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I got to tell you, the content you're starting to bring back on LassoCast, it was so nice when I saw you back in my feed. So excited to have you back. Uh, Tell people where they can find you, and then that way we get all the plugs up at the front. Indeed, you can find us at LassoCast.com, available wherever your podcatchers are found. Awesome. That's great. Next, we're going to go to Dr. Mark Shapiro from Explore the Space and Med Lasso. How are you, sir? I'm great. This is such a treat. I, I, I'm a big Twitter user. That's my social media platform of choice. And all of you have such great art associated with your shows. <laughs> but to now see your faces after following you on social media and listening to your shows, this is really cool. This is kind of what it's all about. This community just keeps on growing and, and I'm totally thrilled to be here. Absolutely. It's so much fun to be able to meet all of you through our time podcasting, and we're excited for Explore the Space to be involved. So tell people where to find your show. Absolutely. So Explore the Space podcast, you can find it again anywhere you listen to your podcast. Med Lasso is our sort of special spinoff Ted Lasso show, and we've actually just recorded our season three premiere uh, preview episode tonight. So you can find it wherever you like to listen to your shows. I'm on Twitter at ETS show, Instagram at Explore the Space show. Excellent. And now we're also we've actually like promoted your podcast, I think, twice in our last two episodes, Tori. So we've got to go to <laughs> their real. soulmates. Uh, Tori's joining us. How are you? Good. Thanks. How are you? I'm happy Gosh, to I'm be doing here. Great. Um, yeah, I, I heard a couple of shout outs in the last couple episodes. Thank you. And thank you, Luke Tenney. Yeah, he thinks but- you're right. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, you can find us on, oh, we have uh, Their Soulmates, a Ted Lasso podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. And if you want to play along with us on Twitter, Ted Becca podcast, mm-hmm. at Ted Becca podcast. 
I've got to tell you, uh, you know, when we're talking about predictions tonight, I am probably going to go to you first because I think that we all know what your first prediction will be. But maybe yeah. you can keep us guessing here for just a minute. We're also joined by some of the ladies from Coach Beard's book club, Andrea and also Marita. So I'll let either of you take it first, but we're so excited to have the two of you as well. Oh, it's great to be here. Um, thanks, Drea. And miraculously, on my screen, you actually gestured exactly at me. So that was just great. So uh, we are thrilled to be here. It's great to see you all. And um, especially to meet a, a few, well, one of you that's new at least. Um, and so we're a podcast that talks about the the books and the movies on Ted Lasso and maybe does a little bit more of a deep dive into them. Uh, and we are wherever you find podcasts. We're Coach Beard's Book Club. We're on Twitter at Beard's Book Club and Instagram at Coach Beard's Book Club. Andrea? And I am Andrea also from the same podcast, and uh, we're just delighted to be here. I just love everyone I've ever met through this show and very excited to be here. I think your show is so cool because I remember the origin story kind of uh, generating around LassoCon and the you ladies, you have an international group of co-hosts <laughs> on your show, which I think is so cool. And it's just great to get all of you together because one thing about this show is that it's brought a lot of people together and it has really helped me get to meet some amazing people that I would call friends. I mean, the, all of you, we've messaged back and forth and it's just so great to be able to know you and to move forward in this love of this show. So the first thing we're going to do tonight is just to talk about our excitement for season three. And I've been hogging the microphone. So Jeremy, I'm going to let you go first. Just talk about how excited you are for that. And then we're going to get right into some predictions uh, from our roundtable here. Yeah, this is, I mean, who's not excited <laughs> right now? The teaser came out of nowhere. The trailer came out of nowhere. Um, you know, it, it and it looks like... Uh, I what's bugging me is that like you know we're getting all these stories about it maybe being the last season and yet they continue to leave themselves outs in their answers don't they <laughs> which is massively uh hope filling and annoying um, at the same time but I, I do take um a lot of uh, solace in uh Sudeikis's interview with uh, Entertainment Tonight um or Entertainment Weekly one of them uh just the other day where he said that like you know they wrote this as you know the conclusion of the story they wanted to tell and um, from people who know, they say that it ends very satisfyingly, um, you know, for the story that they wanted to tell. So, um, yeah, I'm just off the walls excited. I need more Ted in my life. I'm, I'm ready for it. Absolutely. So let's go um, sort of in a random order here, but Coach Beard's book club, we went to your intros last. So talk to us about your excitement. And I know that you look at this from kind of a literary aspect, which I really enjoy as well. What books are you hoping show up in season three? Oh, gosh. Uh, Andrea? Do you have any anything in particular? I know Andrea has, uh, we've sort of at, at times tried to pick out books we'd pick for characters. Um, yes. Yes. And we would love to see more modern books. Because uh, definitely Ted selects books that are older, which are still relevant books. There's nothing wrong with them, but they have some complicated language sometimes that is being used, uh, complicated subjects. Um, so I'd like to see some more, yeah, just some more uh, more modern books. And I also think like I would, I think our number one thing is to make sure that we can understand why Fountainhead is Ted's. Yeah, we're, we're pretty sensitive Absolutely. about Ted picking the yeah. Fountainhead as his favorite book. I would also love to see, you know, we see Beard reading all the time. We see Ted read, Sam reading, Roy, right? I would love to see the women on the show pick up a book since it's such a theme uh, within the show. <laughs> Maybe Keely or Rebecca could, could have something other than a coffee table book. That would be amazing. I had a modest yeah. suggestion for you guys, which, you know, with uh, all of the teaser trailer with the songs and the season dropping on the Ides of March, uh, I think I need some Julius Caesar uh, breakdowns from you guys and how that plays into the story. I'm so in for it. So in. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. That really it just hit Shakespeare right away, right? But Mark, <laughs> what about you from your perspective? I think this is so interesting because you've talked a lot about explore on Explore the Space, what Ted Lasso has meant to the medical community. And we kind of, uh, I think, rightly blew you and Syed up when you were on our show about um, the uh, amazing duty you were called to during the pandemic as medical professionals. And, you know, we kind of all found this show during the pandemic, but I feel like for you, maybe it was even more important. So talk about your excitement and maybe the overall med lasso feel about season three. 
Uh, you nailed it. I, I think that, you know, what we're really excited about is to have the show back because it came out during a time where all of us were in a in a crucible, right? We all experienced the the extraordinary rigors of the pandemic in our own different ways. Mine was one, and all of you have your own stories and experiences. I'm looking forward to experiencing it now in a different place around the pandemic where it's, it's not over, but we're experiencing it differently. The intensity is certainly different. We're not in that extraordinarily pressure-filled, intense, uh, frightening environment. And now we have this thing where we can enjoy it in a different way. The, you know, Ted Lasso landed amongst healthcare professionals with such vigor and enthusiasm because it did capture a, much of what we were seeing and experiencing. And it was also a welcome relief. Bill Lawrence, right, the creator of Scrubs, the most realistic medical show ever made, acknowledging its satire. He knows this stuff somehow and his team knows. And so I'm excited to see how the, the, the interpretation continues. And then just the idea of, of how we get to enjoy it now in this very different place in 2023, juxtaposed against 2020 and 2021. Uh, I think for for the Med Lasso community, the Med Lasso listeners, and for for all of us, I think it's going to be a very different experience, and I think it's going to add a great deal. Awesome! Thank you so much. Now, Kenny, talk to me about Lasso Cast. You guys had a great Valentine's Day episode, by the way. Thank Lots you of love. So much. Uh, uh, yes, thank you so much. You're very sweet. You were very sweet. It was like a Valentine's gift for myself <laughs> that I saw that in my feed. <laughs> uh it indeed uh boy uh consider me yeah no i'm caught i completely forgot what the heck we we talked about on this on, on the why Valentine's are you excited day. for season three? <laughs> oh, that's that's the question uh yeah. pretty, so i gotta see what the heck is next uh season one was such a fabulous we very much live in a postmodern media landscape where so much media is commenting on itself. And then season one of Ted Lasso comes along and it's radical piece of subversion is being extraordinarily genuine. And instead of comedy, that is kind of comedy about comedy. Instead, this is comedy that is very much about uh, how, how do you be the best version of yourself? And then season two somehow manages to subvert that by going aggressive positivity is not necessarily the be all end all. And suddenly Ted Lasso is trying to challenge its own premise itself. So what is each piece of Ted Lasso so far has been a radical piece of subversion in some manner. So how the heck can you earn the triple crown of subversion, mm. right? What the heck can season three be about and uh we we've gotten one clip revealed so far that has automatically i don't know if y'all have seen the the clip that was published i think it was today but suddenly idea bulbs are starting to go up above my head of going oh interesting fabulous and it's certainly not anything that smart folks that are here haven't already been able to predict already, but it's just good to see those dominoes start to fall. And I'm excited and I like you. <laughs> we like you too. Now, Tori, um, perhaps maybe some of that subversion is some romantic relationships that we'd be looking forward to, but we're not getting into predictions yet. Let's just okay. talk about your excitement for season three. I can't believe we're finally here. Like, right, it's been so long. Yeah, and you guys are great at putting out content during the hiatus. We have not. I need to remember how to make a podcast within the next seven days. Um, <laughs> but in the first two seasons, we did the whole podcast after they aired. Yeah, they had they had all already aired. I'm in this weird space now where I kind of want to hide for three months so that I can do the same thing again. But I, there, I know I won't ever make it. So this is going to be a different experience. But I just can't, like seeing that clip today, it's just so fun to see their faces. And mm -hmm. I know I, I have full faith that it's going to be as fulfilling as I hope it will be. So, I, and I'm not just talking about the, you know, my agenda. Yes. <laughs> fully. <laughs> yeah, fully. But you still want that agenda to happen. Um, no, so. I, I like that. 
What I'll say is uh, I have been looking forward to this particular episode of the podcast for at least a year because being able to talk and be on your shows or be with you has just been a, a wonderful joy for me over this hiatus. And so I'm really excited to get into these predictions. So what we're going to do, Jeremy and I are going to kind of play referees here. We're just going to <laughs> basically be in the background telling you why your prediction is totally off base. Oh, but sure. of course, we're going to be curious and not judgmental. So we're probably going to be really kind about it but uh we are going to let you do the predicting tonight and what's let's just get some predictions out there for season three and then maybe what we can do is uh make fun of each other at the end of all this or maybe <laughs> come back together and see what predictions were right at the end of the season um but mark i want to actually i made a joke that i'm going to go to tori first but i want to go to you first sir because i'm interested about what your thoughts are what's your first prediction for season three my first prediction for season three, this has actually been coming up more and more frequently, and it's this. We are going to have so much fun, all of us. <laughs> we are going to have such a great time. I get asked frequently, if you could go back and tell, you know, medical school Mark or early career Mark, or what would your advice be to a medical student or a resident or someone who wants to go into medicine? What would it be? My advice is always the same thing. Remember how to have fun. And it's a conscious exercise, not just don't, it's not have fun. It's remember how to have fun. It's different for everybody. We are going to have some fun for the next four months. And I am fired up for that. That is my bold prediction. And I'm going to stand by it. And I think when we circle back in four months, we're all going to say, this was really, really fun. As far as within the four walls of the show, mine's a little bit niche. Tottenham Hotspur is going to be back and they're not going to lose again. I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Come on, you Spurs. Me too. I was shocked. Yes. <laughs> I was shocked that they let the show have Tottenham Hotspur, right? A Premier League club, a big Premier League club. They lost. They, they're out of the Champions League now. They're not going to be a loser again. So whether they play Richmond or West Ham or something, Tottenham Hotspur will play a role in this season. Come on, you Spurs. Hey, you know what? Anytime we can get some spur love uh, on here, uh, that is my Premier League team for forever. Um, and of course, uh, Matt Lewis from Harry Potter talked uh, down to our, our beloved Spurs at uh, Portland Fan Expo Portland. Um, what did he say? He said he said they are a thoroughly a unimpressive club. Thoroughly unimpressive <laughs> club. <laughs> Or unoffensive, I think he said. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, unoffensive. That's yeah. what it was. Because okay, backstory here. Because you'll know that this. is this a is thoroughly like... offensive statement. Craig... I can't wait to go on that dude's podcast. So, so of course, Craig Craig adopted Nottingham Forest because you know ain't he cute um, as his Premier League team, and of course that's the sworn enemy of Leeds United, which is what Matthew Lewis does the podcast for over in England. And when I told him that I was a Tottenham fan, he was just like, oh, you know, no, I'm not going to hate you. They're like a thoroughly unoffensive club, <laughs> like that. So oh, wow. It's like, yeah, we're just going to be uh, fourth in the table every single year. Uh, <laughs> never win. That's like, that's like Nate when Roy's not mad that he kissed Keeley. Yeah, He's like, right? no, <laughs> it was like that. Don't you want to headbutt that's me? A, that's a good pull. I, I was like, like I want to get in a really fight with Neville Longbottom here. It's just not happening. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> well, Tori, why don't we go to you here? Because, uh, of course, your podcast is all about probably the biggest predictions of what we want to yeah. see in season three, or at least what you want to see. Uh, do we get Ted Becca it, in season three? Okay. Am I still alone here? Is there anyone else in the room? All right. Ooh. Here's the deal. I will tell you that I was, when we had our episode, between us i was more mm. you you almost converted jeremy fully um right i was someone that was very apprehensive to this i will say that after talking to luke um last week that i am starting to see the light and i could <laughs> get myself to a place where i could see that being the the desired outcome that's okay. where i'm at at the moment I'm going to try to not be offended that Luke is the one that got you to <laughs> well, no, it's also you, and not me since Ouch. I've dedicated so much time on our show. Typical man. And on international <laughs> women's man. Day. Thanks. Thanks exactly, Mark. Club. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. I'm just happy. Yes. I mean, I still stand by my prediction, prediction. that they are going to end up together in some capacity. Um, I also have predictions for how I think this show will end, which could complicate that. Ooh. But I am hoping that I will not have to burn down my podcast and that they will, in fact, end up together. I mean, they're soulmates. Anybody else? Like you have the in? most at stake for a prediction, though, because 
you really could come out the like 500 to one odds winner in Vegas <laughs> if this does come out the way it's supposed to. And I think a lot of people would love to see it. Like you've laid a lot on the line and I have tremendous respect for that. And I'm, I'm rooting for you now even more so than ever. Thank you, Mark. She Thank was there. If she I was, can yeah. say it, soulmates doesn't have to be a romantic. Uh... It, it doesn't. And I, I do agree with that. But here's the deal. Oh, yes. <laughs> if one of them isn't going to find the other one attractive, who do you think it's going to be? It's oh. going to be Rebecca. So if Rebecca can find that little dork attractive, then we're all good to go. Because I don't think that God would have given him her as his soulmate if he wanted him to just be friends with her. It's not fair. It's not, it's not, it's cool. And we should tell listeners that haven't went back and listened to our episode. We should tell them that the, uh, that the quote, like your podcast, the title of it comes from one Jason, Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis right? his own mouth. It does. It does. <laughs> All right, because he's the one that said that they're soulmates. So uh, anyway, did. that's a great first prediction. Uh, and something that I think like, you know, it's interesting how um, polarizing that topic has become on social media, because some people see this show as subverting expectations so much that, of course, you can't have the two leads fall in love with one another. But at this point, I almost feel like they've subverted us to the point where like, if they did something like that, I don't know that it would be necessarily the most obvious choice anymore. I don't know, like in a way, but let's see what uh, Kenny has to say about a prediction. What do you got coming from LassoCast? Uh, first off, I have to immediately disagree with uh, Dr. Mark. First off, Dr. Mark, thank you for, for all of your work during the pandemic. <laughs> Uh, as a medical professional, <laughs> however, this is I don't think that this season is going to have any fun in it. Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be the first season without a single laugh, and I think that that's going to be the point. I think that's what they're all that's walking the subversion, into. no yeah. subversion, straight drama this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. They've changed DPs to be the DP from Better Call Saul. Mm, it's completely going to be go. in grayscale this season. I'm very excited. Um. Also, I, Tori, you're so yeah. lovely and wonderful, but oh. I got to push back oh. on uh, Ted Becca being Endgame because my prediction, this has to happen in order for the arc to come to a close. Ted has to go home. Mm. He has to go home. I fully agree with you. Uh, which in order <laughs> for Ted Becca to become Endgame, that would mean that Rebecca would I, I can't see a universe where Ted doesn't go back to Kansas to be with Henry. Mm -hmm. um, and also because he just doesn't belong there because he went there to escape, not yeah. to build a life. And if Ted Lasso has been a show about becoming the best version of yourself, the best version of Ted is not finding out how he could be the best version of himself in England because he's escaping himself. He's got to go on that journey for himself by going back home. He doesn't like, even though he coaches football, I don't think he actually likes football. And I think we're going to be exploring what the who the heck is Ted Lasso? What kind of person does he personally want to be? Mm. Yeah. I can, agree can with I, you. Can I throw this on its head? Yes. Here's here, here's here's a bold prediction. This is the ten thousand and one shot. Uh, Danny Rojas of, gets a soccer ball kick. Right. In, the University uh, of Kansas head basketball coach's name is Bill Self. Bill Self. Uh -huh. Ted Lasso takes over for Bill <laughs> Self, and Rebecca comes on board as the athletic director of the University Ooh. of Kansas. Ted Lasso <laughs> is the head coach, finding a new self as the head coach of the University of Kansas basketball team, an elite basketball It's a reach. I'd love Kenny's to upset. see the Vegas odds on that. Those go. would be amazing. <laughs> that, that's, I love this prediction personally, if only for the fact that because Bill Self, of course, before he was the coach of Kansas, was the coach of the Illinois Fighting Illini, my team, and our program cratered after he left. So I would love for him to see him lose his job at Kansas. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but that is a, the, that is an interesting prediction there, uh, Kenny, as well, because, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that, you know, Ted, all things do point to Ted going home, but I don't see that as quite a detriment to him ending up with Rebecca. After all, Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds own a soccer club over and they live over in L.A. and Canada in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So they could. Uh, she has her own plane. Yeah. They can, she can just fly that's, over there whenever she that's wants. That's true. Uh, and we talked about that on the trailer breakdown on Lasso Cast. The fact that this is a show that somehow managed to be about extraordinarily rich people. <laughs> and at the same time, we all find them very relatable. Yeah. It is an incredible yeah. knife that they managed to balance on. Like Rebecca is a top one percent. I mean, all of them are top one percenters. And also I love them and I, what to you know give them kisses at the end of the night yeah, and we talk about how that lasso cast episode i thought we did a lot on a two minute trailer <laughs> with 38 minutes but you guys roll in with an hour and 32 minutes um <laughs> can we impressive can we talk about how that was uh so i'm just thinking your episode breakdowns at this point are going to be about six hours long mm-hmm. right kenny mm-hmm. uh i it genuinely <laughs> takes me about um five hours front to back no breaks of research per <laughs> episode, just writing down notes, taking mm-hmm. notes. Um, I watch each episode. I don't know. It doesn't feel like enough work somehow because I know that there's going to be some person on Reddit who's like, you only watched each episode twice for the podcast and then took notes uh, and then took like two pages, single spaced of notes. Not enough. Unbelievable. That's what I will say is, yeah. you know, we, we have we have wonderful listeners. We have absolutely wonderful listeners, but we will get emails that are like, you missed this in your recap. And I'm like. Guys, I recorded this at 1030 at night <laughs> watching this episode like one time. So but anyway, but we love you listeners. Thank you. Uh, Coach Beard book club. Now, do each of you want to do a separate prediction or do you want to do a combined prediction here? Have you discussed this amongst yourself? What are you going to do? Uh, Andrea, what are you going to do? I'm putting you on the spot because you're the Illinois resident and Illinois. us Illinois kids uh, have to stick together. Because <laughs> Illinois rules. Um Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes we really suck. We are perfectly <laughs> adequate. One thing I want to say is as my heart, my heart is in Argentina and I would love to see some messy somehow being named, showing up, just some reference to Argentina football would make me really happy. That's that would just be cool. Personal. Um, my team is down there. My, the team that I love the Boca juniors in the premier of Argentina. Nice. Um, that's my team. But, um, my prediction is that Colin comes out. I say bisexual hmm. could okay. be gay, but I like that. His arc has to go there. It has to go there. I like that deep cut because he's not necessarily one of our, I mean, he's kind of a tertiary character, but what a lot of what we love about this particular show is that it highlights those tertiary characters, right? Like we get, um, we get an arc for Cola Bikini as Isaac, you know, like we're kind of learning a bit more about Colin. We learn about the Kitman. We learn about Will, you know, like he's got his, his uh, battles with Nate, you know? So I, I really like that because it's a kind of a deep cut. So that's that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. As we I all think, know, he is a strong and capable man and not a piece of shit. That is his personal mantra. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, and the other clues that they've given, and I think Michaela, who isn't here, um, I think she might actually riot. I, I think in the same way that <laughs> people care about specific ships within the show, and I understand that, but that is that is what's important to Michaela. Um, so you don't want to make the the Scottish lady mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Good life uh, advice. For sure. <laughs> Speaking, Marita, do you have another prediction you wanted to lay out there before we go into our round two? I'll make a small book related one. Um, in terms of the books that we've seen, you know, we saw some Brene Brown in a previous season. I think uh, particularly because she's married to Abby Wambach, we're going to see someone reading Glennon Doyle in the next season. Ooh. Uh, I like and I, like I can just see like Roy reading Untamed. That would make me kind of giggle. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you, when the first book comes up on screen, we will go nuts. They are running to the microphones, running to the microphones. (laughs) Everybody, everybody else is, everybody else is like, who is the camera going to pan to first? Because we know that that's a thing. And you're hoping it's just a book, right? Like it's just just a a book that's there in the first shot. 
I want to request that we create a either a DM thread with all of us or a text thread on our phones so that we can actually watch episodes together Ooh. because I will appreciate the show so differently through your all's unique <laughs> lenses and prisms. And I want to be in the room with you when that book pops up so that your enthusiasm and joy kind of comes onto my couch and, yes. and comes to my family. So we can be like, this is a whole new way to enjoy. That's awesome. That sounds like, it that much although be careful, Kenny has made the mistake of asking me any observations. Before. I <laughs> listen, I oh boy, this, I want Kenny's is, treatise the night the next day. Too. Yes, it's it's so this is the weird <laughs> thing about be, be, being a uh, I'll toot my own horn. We're a little bit of a big deal, all right? We're all here. Come on. Uh, love yourselves. Your big deals was one of the wild things about being a part of community of a community that is so all over the place. And now, uh, freaking uh, Marita and I are able to chat. And I'm just like, have you seen Poker Face? It's good. What's up? Just uh, listening to yet another episode of Coach Beer's Book Club. And uh-huh. as per usual, I'm absolutely intimidated. You are all fabulous. <laughs> it's just absolutely wild. And I'm please. Please, I want to be friends. Yes, let's all be friends. Syed and I actually gave a, we were invited to give a talk at a, at a, a, a decent sized medical conference last year. And they wanted us to come up and do a conversation about Med Lasso and Ted Lasso and why the show resonates with healthcare professionals. And I said, no, we're going to talk about making friends as an adult. That's the topic of our of our thing, because Syed and I met through social media. We've never met before. We connected through Twitter. We during the pandemic, you know, we're texting a lot. Hey, how are you doing? What are you seeing? What are you experiencing? Are you okay? And then we had this idea to create this show, Med Lasso. We met for the first time in person a year ago. Wow. And we've been collaborating for like three years up to that point. And when we met in person, I was like, all right, cool. You're taller than I thought you were. And we just picked up where we left off. And what wow. we both realized was all of the friendship formation was done. It had happened. And there's, there's this space of making friends as an adult is really, really hard. And we should all feel really comfortable around embracing whatever tools we have to bring new friends into our communities, acknowledging that after all that we've all been through, friendship and fun and community and enthusiasm, that's what it's all about at this stage. And so I I think that that idea that you're putting out there is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And uh, also, Shadow, you didn't say it uh, at the top of your um, intro there, Mark, but Syed's Twitter feed is the best because he writes bomb short stories on his Twitter feed um, and they are fantastic. So they sure are. <laughs> like, he's one he's one tweet real, at a time. One tweet yeah, at a time. He's at the real Dr. T and he writes these wonderful uh, narrative form short stories through Twitter and he has a book coming out in May. Shout out Syed. Yeah, it's it's an incredible read. Every time I see another one on, on my Twitter Coach feed, Beard's like, book club. Yes. Oh. Oh. We'll, talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. Look at this. This is the Avengers. We're bringing people together, man. <laughs> so, uh, but as Craig, long as I'm Captain America, I don't care. I don't what know. Anybody I, else is. I guess. I don't know if you want to be lame. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Craig actually said something, though, that I wanted to get all of your guys' thoughts on because, as we know, the first face that we see when a season opens of Ted Lasso is usually the character that has the most growth during that season. Um, in season one, it was Rebecca and coincidentally it ended on her face covered in Pellegrino, of course, cause Ted does not like the bubbles. Um, in season two, we open up on Nate's face, very worried and looking pensive and stuff during a game. And of course we end on evil uh, Darth Vader, Nate at the end of season two. So Let's lay down some markers here. What face are we going to see to open up season three that is going to get us the biggest change character in the arc? Uh, Kenny, why don't we start with you? Okay. Yeah, I've been frantically waiting. He's like, over he's like going like this. I was <laughs> hoping you were going to go. So many thoughts. <laughs> it has to be Ted. Okay. Uh, and by it has to be, I mean, I want it to be Ted. <laughs> Uh, season one was about the growth of Rebecca. Season two was so much about the growth of Nate. And if this season is going the way that I want it to go thematically, mm, then it has to be Ted. And season three has season three seems like it's going to be about Ted coming into his own, figuring out what the heck that he wants to do with his life. And so we might see Ted finally being able to start off his own season of TV. Hey, there you go. All right. Uh, Tori, what about you? I had, I was going to say the exact same words that Look, it has sorry. to be Ted. So sorry. Look no, no, we love consensus. Mark, what's your marker? 
I feel like the 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 showrunners, Bill Lawrence, and the whole creative team, they do like to fly in the face of convention. They know that we're expecting Ted. They're not going to give it to us. I think that we're going to get Keely or Roy. Ooh, oh, that's a good that. one. I like, Roy, it. I like it. Roy would make a lot of sense because the, yeah. the 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 way that it ended, and I know that Roy has to deal with a lot of surprise, not necessarily surprise codependency issues, but a lot of codependency issues yeah. as well. I think it makes you know, so much sense. We're all going to have fun, right? And that includes the production team. They're going to be sitting on, they're going to be scrolling Twitter on Wednesday night, laughing at all of us, saying, "Why wasn't it Ted?" And they're <laughs> going to be saying, "All right, everybody, pay up." I told you they were going to freak out. I told you Lasso Cast wanted it to. They get to have fun too, and I think that they're going to have some fun kind of playing off of what they think the crowd's expectations might be. Yeah. If AJ and Mel are watching right now, they're, uh, they're laughing at us already because they, Speaking of, course, of AJ <laughs> and Mel, this is my one deep cuts prediction I'll make is that for the entire, for both seasons now, um, Mel has taken all of the odd number episodes yep. and AJ has taken the even number episodes. I think they're going to flip that we're this, gonna season, flip this so. up this season. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think uh, they'll, they'll flip the editors around. So that's some deep cuts for the production side of things. Before, Kenny, what we, you... before we get too deep into that though, Marita and uh, Andrea, what are you guys thinking? Who, what, what face are we I'm opening gonna, on? I'm going to jump in because I was, if I first, I thought Ted, but I was thinking about it and what some of the things we saw in the trailer, it's going to be Sam. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. I like oh, this. I would love to see so much more growth from Sam. I love, first of all, Tahib Jamo is mm. a gift on this planet to all of us. Uh, but also, the character of Sam, one of my absolute favorites in this entire damn show, for sure. That's, That's a, a great one. shout, and I wish I thought of it. I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> oh! It was my, my prediction in the episode where you know they put the tape across the shirts in season two, um, and Sam really rose to the fore. My prediction was Tahib Jamo would be the next James Bond. Oh, ah, yes. Be nice. Oh, Marita, okay, what do you got? Well, Kenny, did you want to say something? You your hand up. I don't know if I... I I like that the predictions, none of the predictions have had anything to do with Nate. We had a prediction of being like, I think the editors are going to switch from even to odd episodes before anyone has talked about Nate. We're getting there. We do some there. deep cuts here, Kenny, on our shows. This is yeah. what the people come for. I think they're going to switch production designers this season. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. They can they can read variety for if they want recaps, right? They they come to us for like some some intellect here, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Nothing against variety if there's any writers out there listening. Marita, you want you want to put a name down? Yeah, so uh, I mean, I actually think y'all have come up with good ideas that have compelling reasons, and I don't actually think it's going to happen. But I would just love so much to see more growth and development from Beard that I will throw that one out there. Oh, oh Beard, he our could own be the Illinois boy, right, Andreas? He could be the key to everything. Can I post a counter to that just quickly? Sure. I think Beard is the first one to get a spinoff. So I don't think we're going to get a lot of beard, but I think that we're going to get a lot of beard when they do the Mandalorian beard style. I think beard gets a spinoff and I think he gets to lead a show. The book of As the beard, Ted Lasso like universe expands in the future. I want this. I, th- I think Ted, Brendan gets. Yeah. When Ted goes back to Kansas, does beard stay? Yes. Beard stays in England with uh, Jane. So too. Yeah. Okay, well, Ooh, this, is, this is you until with Jane. <laughs> this is a good time to do the predictions. Then what Kenny was talking about there, because obviously, what probably the biggest conflict of the season is going to be is our man Nate the Great, not so great anymore. Um, Nate Shelley here. Um, what are you guys hoping to see versus what do you think we will see when it comes to a redemption arc, possibly for our well, man Nate Shelley? Mark, why don't we start? Why don't with you? we? Yeah, why don't we go to Mark first, just in case he has to hop off um, while this is going on? So, but okay. but let's talk about Nate. I hope they keep it small because I don't care anymore. I genuinely, I kind of lost interest. um, And I would like to see a lot more robust development and energy and dynamism from the rest of this amazing cast. Um, The Nate arc for me got a little overcooked in season two. It was great. um, But I'm also ready for it to to just kind of take a step back. And I'm hoping it's not really the focal point. You know, uh, Rupert may or may not get his comeuppance. And I'm not as invested in that anymore because I think Rebecca's ascension transcends whatever noxious thing Rupert Rupert wants to do. So I'm quite comfortable having the Nate arc be a, a lesser part of season three. There you go. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Tori, what about you? I do think we're going to get a Nate redemption arc. Um, I hope that it's handled in a way because obviously 
Ted's going to want to forgive because he doesn't want to carry that around on his own shoulders. I don't want him to completely forget. So like I want him, if there is a redemption arc, I want it to be done in a way where Ted is willing to give him a second chance, but maybe isn't going to have the same amount of trust because it would be silly for him to completely trust him. I mean, you know, over time, if they healed and he proved himself to be loyal again. But I do think we'll see Nate back in the fold. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Marita, what about you? What do you think of Nate's redemption? You know, I, I think we're likely to get that. I think it's, you know, especially following the Star Wars arc, you know, we're, we're going to get that redemption in the end. Somebody's got to throw the Emperor over the barricade, man. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking when you talked about Rupert, maybe or maybe not getting his comeuppance, how much I want Trent Krim to, to move on to investigating Rupert and take him out. That would be... That would make me very happy. He, he was but of looking course, like he was a... sleuthing in that trailer. <laughs> like he, yeah, was, yeah. he was looking Fingers all crossed. shady. <laughs> Trent Krim uh, pulling like a Me Too on Rupert would be pretty great. But I, I don't see Nate rising to greatness and yet being redeemed. Nate is too thin-skinned. He cannot handle coaching in that league. There is nothing mm. about his personality that would let him deal with the criticism he is going to face. Um, so I think Nate's going to be in for some pretty bad times in the interim. I love it. I love it. Kenny, what about you? You've been uh, stewing on this one for a while. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Nate is the one with the gray hair now. Um, <laughs> yep, yes, indeed. I Yes, I want Nate to have a redemption. I think that's lovely. And it would be interesting to examine an enlightened Ted Lasso dealing with his issues of having killed people with kindness in the past. And clearly that approach did not work with Nate trying to, I don't know, assert those boundaries for himself and Nate just kind of growing as a person and coming to some sort of redemption. And we, we live in increasingly cynical times, which is one of the reasons why Ted Lasso is so refreshing. And I can't help but feel like it would be dishonest. It would feel emotionally satisfying for Rupert to get his comeuppance. But for me personally, I, I think there may be a more satisfying notion of Rupert because we've seen this so very often in our real world where Rupert somehow continues to fail upwards. Uh, Trent Cribb <laughs> publishes his big article and everyone just kind of shrugs and, be and goes, but he gives us the football that we like because that is something. And instead, what Ted Lasso has been so often, which is how do we maintain our positivity and how do we find love in these increasingly cynical times? Mm. And perhaps Nate making the decision of going, these are abysmal things. I have been an abysmal person, but I am also making the choice to search for happiness and search for kindness in the face of all of these abhorrent circumstances. Yeah, it's good stuff there. Andrea, what about you? Um, I actually, one of the things that we have talked before on our podcast is that I want to see Nate's backstory. Like, hmm. I want to see him heal. Like, I don't know if he's going to like redeem himself, but he's going to start his journey of healing because there is something, there is something in that family unit that's messed up that with between him and his father, and that needs to be addressed and like moving forward. Yeah, it is a show Sorry, about fathers and sons. <laughs> Saw me cracking up there. One of our co-hosts who isn't here, Bex, has a theory that Nate's niece doesn't actually exist. Oh God! <laughs> she wanted us to throw that out in predictions. He's that we, making we did the boxes himself. Oh, he makes them himself, and he just and and that makes it more like interesting when Ted says, "I love these glimpses into, into your, your personal, personal life, life, right?" Yeah. Because it's <laughs> it's not. He's just lying and making the boxes himself and doesn't want to admit it. Because when you look at his, you go to his parents. There's no sign of a you know grandkid there. There's nothing on the the fridge. There's no, no toys or yeah. Oh, man. All right. So now I want to jump on this because I think everybody went that round of predictions now. And I know, again, Mark, I know you need to jump off at some point. So please let me know when you do, because I want to make sure I blow you up again and tell everybody how great <laughs> you are before you leave. Um, but I want the prediction now. So there's definitely the Ted Becca out there, mm -hmm. but there's also the Roy Keeley of it all. And so when we left season two, we were on some shaky ground between uh, Roy and Keeley. 
And so I don't want to necessarily devolve this just to a, a relationship, but I want to know what you think that is in store for their character. So it doesn't necessarily need to be, will they, won't they be together, but just what do you want to see or what do you predict will be Roy and Keeley's story when it comes to season three? And I'll go ahead and start with Tori. I, so I couldn't really tell where Roy and Keeley left off at the end of the season. I'm hoping that they're going to work through their stuff. I mean, they've both kind of said before that this is the first adult relationship they've ever had. So there's going to be a learning curve for both of them. Um, but I don't, I really hope that they do work stuff out because I will be sad if there isn't a Roy and Keeley at the end of the show. Mm. Okay. How about you, uh, Andrea? That's a tough one. I think they're going to, I think they are going to be together. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly haven't thought about that one a lot, but I do, I, I feel like they are going to keep growing and they are, they are learning from each other and that it's a good relationship. And I, I think it'll, it'll maintain. Yeah. I mean, like we had no weddings and a funeral in season two, we had to have a, a wedding and no funerals in season uh, three, right? Oh. No, I, Marita, what do you think? I'm not sure. I, I I do think, you know, ambiguous as it was, I, I think we'll see them at least trying to stay together at the start of season three, but I'm not completely sure how that will manifest. Mm. Um, I, I'm more interested in seeing, I think, I, I don't really get too heavily invested in relationships, so I'm more interested in seeing Roy grow as a coach and maybe Keely seeing if, you know, she's worked so hard to build herself into this, you know, PR firm, if that's really what she wants, if those are the people she wants to be around, the relationship she wants to build, if that's really kind of what she wants out of life. I'm curious to see how that goes. But Marita, what if they are trying to work on their relationship and they're both reading the same book? <laughs> then I feel like maybe you might be more interested in that, right? <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Okay. We'll see. It, it depends on the book. You can be a little judgy about that. All right. I don't know, that Dan Brown from before. I, uh. Mark, how about you? Where are you at in Roy and Keeley's arcs? You know, this is the, the relationship I think I may have thought about the most. Uh, and I think in that space of like, where are the soulmates in this show? I think they are soulmates, but I think that they will not be soulmates from the romantic perspective. I think that that fire was instrumental in the wonderful development that they both had as individuals. And I think doing it as a kind of as a diet, as a pair, as a, as a couple was, was great. It was entertaining and it was good for those characters, but I can also see them diverging and continuing to be really powerful advocates and supporters of one another and the romantic part not being as important and them now both being mature enough to be able to see that. I think if there's any place where I've kind of really wanted to get granular and tease out like, what's consistent, what it's been those two. And I, I think that the idea that they will move forward and live rich, fulfilling lives in each other's corners, but not as a couple to me, that actually is really consistent with the way they've sort of developed and they can still be soulmates. Awesome. Kenny, tell me why Mark's wrong. Uh, Mark is wrong because he's handsome and I love his <laughs> smile. And that's why I think he's wrong. No, I was literally just sitting here going, that's, I, I I think that's a spot on analysis. Uh, personally, my my preference would be that they choose each other, but they interrogate why the heck that they're going towards each other. Something that the show has yet to tackle is the fact that Keeley went from Jamie to Roy pretty darn quickly. And is that her choosing or is that her needing to fill a void in her life because she had not actualized herself? Uh, at that moment, she was in a particularly vulnerable state of going, who the heck am I? Mm. Uh, and similarly, Roy needs to do some growing as well. And also the more challenging choice would be for them to fight, have knockdown, drug out fights. And also as more mature versions of themselves, as folks that have actualized themselves also go... I choose you. I see the entirety of who you are, and I still want that. Oh, excellent. 
Yeah. Excellent. Now, I uh, what I want to do, I want to make sure I told you all that we keep this to about an hour. So I want to uh, come around to a final prediction from you all, because I need to have enough time to tell everyone that's listening why you are all the best people gathered on the Internet right now. Uh, and so I want to make sure that I'm able to do that as well. So we're going to go in some kind of order that I don't think we've done before. So, Kenny, I'm going to go right back to you. And what is your final prediction? Uh, prediction that you want to throw out there anything you want for season three could i go after kenny just so i don't miss bedtime is that cool and that way i can continue <laughs> to do podcasts actually you know what okay, mark here. why don't you you okay. jump in now mark all right that's cool i appreciate that kenny if you don't mind i'll be quick my prediction i'm going to pick up on my last one we've been together for about an hour uh, my prediction is that there are seven of us on this call. Syed will, will, will jump in. We're all going to stay in touch. We're going to collaborate. Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso is going to go. It's going to end. They're smart. They're going to move on to other business. Apple is, a you know, it's a, it's, they're smart. They're not going to jump the shark. We're going to stay in touch. We're going to do cool stuff together because that's what we're about. And that's the sort of thing that this show has allowed me to now have situational awareness of and be open to and excited about. And just listening to you all riff for the last hour. I, I've got eight collaborations. I've been typing notes to myself. I want to do this. We're going to do that. This will be cool to do as a live show. That's my prediction. And that's what this show, that's why we love it. Because it's freed us to look at one another in these wonderful ways, these virtual connections that can now be actualized as real friendships in a time of cynicism. What more do we want than to be able to find like-minded people, hang out, have fun, and do it longitudinally? That's my prediction. Y'all are great. I'm going to I'm going to step off after Craig blows me up. Take it away. Craig. Before before you do, I have to tell you that, you know, when we started talking about Explore the Space and I, I realized what Med Lasso was, I really did a deep dive on your show. And I will tell you that. And I I mean this sincerely. I am a better parent because I've listened to your show. And so you have had some incredible guests on your show that have walked through particularly issues that I'm dealing with as a parent uh, that are um, professionals in their field. And I cannot tell my listeners enough, our listeners enough, that you need to go and check this out, even if you're not a medical professional. And you're doing great work, sir. And thank you for not only your work uh, as a medical professional, but also spreading the word and your positivity and your joy that you bring to that. So thanks so much. It's it, I I am so happy that, to call you a friend, sir. Those are those are really kind words. I receive them in the way that you have sent them to me, and I'm going to go to sleep happy. You all are wonderful. This was a treat, and thank you all. And we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you as season three arrives. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. See you later, Mark. Now let's go to other predictions. Um, let's see. Let, let's go to Kenny now again. Okay, let's go. Kenny from LassoCast. What's your final prediction? Oh, boy. Uh, I think this is going to be my wildest prediction. Everyone hold on to your seats. Uh, God bless you, Andrea, for Andrea, for actually holding on to your seat. <laughs> I think... Ted is going to make a bad batch of biscuits. Oh, oh Lord. And that's how we know hmm? something from the wrong teapot or just. I think that. there's going to be one moment where he it's, it's going to be Ted realizing that he doesn't belong and it might just be a toss off. This is the prediction that I believe least in, but I, I could also see it happening where he makes a bad batch of biscuits and and that's whenever we know that things are really not going well for Ted Lasso where Rebecca has to put the biscuits aside oh those great biscuits mm. man that would be sad you you know you started that and i i thought it was funny but now you ended it and i'm so sad <laughs> <laughs> That's, Way to go, Kenny. It's, that's isn't that really Ted Lasso? My work here is done. In a, in, a, in a description there, you start so funny, and then you're like, oh, man, by the end of this, they've really dove deep, and, and now I'm really introspective about all of this. Uh, yes. Uh, also, uh, because I want to end it on a good note, because I am a people pleaser, uh, I, I think uh, Ted and Sassy go on some dates. Yeah. There we okay. go. There we go. Oh, there's a grenade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marita, you want to pick up that grenade and run with it? No, I don't. Who All would right, pick well, up your, a grenade and prediction? run with a grenade? 
<laughs> What's your final we, prediction? My final prediction. Okay, I'll go back to books um, because I don't have any <laughs> broad plans for everybody's life. So we've seen Sam. He's read the book Ted gave him. We've seen him read the book Ted gave Roy, right? I think Sam, as he grows into a leadership role, is going to pick some books for himself. I think we're going to see some books from Nigerian authors, uh, maybe some more diverse books going on. Sam's going to start being a little his less own person and, and making his own decisions. Yeah. Why the Fountainhead? I really want to know. You know, really and, and know. the thing is, is I'm I'm resigned to the fact that that was a one-off joke and it's going to hurt us forever. <laughs> the, the best part about a season three, not the best part, but something I'm looking forward to is having so many more books and films to add to our list that it delays our episode on the Fountainhead by a lot. Um, yeah. Because at some point we're going to have nothing left and we're just going to have to, you know, we'll, we will have squeezed out every slight reference and we'll have to, to read that book. All right, Andrea, we'll let you uh, wrap it up for Coach Beard's book club with your final prediction as well. I'm going to go off the wall and I'm going to indulge in Tori. It's Ted Becca. They move back to United States. Higgins takes over the club. Mm. Beard is the coach. Mm. And it continues on to a season four. Yeah. All right. I I'm okay with all of that. I like, I love me some Jeremy Swift and some Brendan hunt. Um, I I mean, I think, I'm sorry. Finish. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying I really think, like, honestly, my true feeling on all of this is like I trust these writers so much. I'm just so excited to see this unravel. Like, I almost like right. I'll make my predictions. I make my jokes. I do care about Colin's storyline. I do care about Nate's storyline and everything I've said. But like, honestly, I'm just so excited to sit and watch this all. Like, what they're going to give us. I trust them. Whatever they end up doing. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Tori, you're bringing us home. And then I'm probably going to go to Jeremy because I've uh, completely stolen any chance that you've had to speak in the last 20 minutes, Jeremy. So, I don't need to with these uh, people. So I'll go man. to you. But Tori, give us okay. your last prediction. My last prediction is that we will find out why Phoebe was drawing spectacular breasts. Yes. There we go. There we go. I don't think they can set that up without us finding out what she was, what she saw or <laughs> who she saw. No. Yes, exactly. Who she saw, what she saw. Like I I'll be haunted for the rest of my life if they don't finish mm. that joke, mm. because we know where she learned how to cuss. So yes. <laughs> So do you think that the teacher makes a play? Because like so many people were coming after the teacher when Roy and Keeley were starting to fall apart at the She's end awesome. of the of season two. Yeah, I mean, they, you always want to hate the woman that you think is getting in the way of what you want to happen. It's like that poor teacher, she doesn't know anything. So she would get hurt in all this if she gets dragged into it, you know. Um, who knows? Maybe he will go out with her. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I think I, I would like to see her with Beard because she seems a little more stable than Jane. I really want Beard to have a uh, a, a a loving relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To play oh, some and, more mental chess with someone that maybe is a little bit nicer. Yes. Than okay. Yes, definitely. The, the bar's not really very high there. No. It, it isn't. No. I mean... <laughs> but just someone who's not going to be so abusive to him. Jeremy, give me some of your thoughts as we round this out. And then I want to talk about uh, how great all these people are before they, we head out of here. Yeah, I'll go, you know, kind of rapid fire here. I love the idea of Beard ending up with uh, Phoebe's teacher only though, if the love is like, you know, kind of birthed from her um, elaborate hula hooping. Um, of course, that is a definite must. Um, I'm on the same page when it comes to Roy Keeley. I liken them all the time on our show to Zach and Kelly from Saved by the Bell. You always have to keep breaking them up and putting them together and breaking them up and putting them together. Um, I don't know how they end up, but I love the idea of like the soulmates without being romantic idea. Um, I cannot remember who said that, but uh, I absolutely love that idea. Um, yeah, um, but here's my other big thing is that uh, Craig and I have talked about this. They actually made a deal with the Premier League uh, for this particular season. So I think we're going to get a lot more football slash soccer in this season. We're going to get a lot more on the field action. 
And my whole thought about this this whole time has been, I know a lot of people want to like think of the typical sports movie arc and say like, you know, Nate has betrayed Ted and he's with West Ham now. So obviously it's going to come down to Richmond and West Ham in some way and like that. But West Ham is, I think, just a, I think it's a side mission here um, because the real football villain of this entire series has been Manchester City. Um, and they've been the big bully of the Premier League for many, many, many years for people who follow it. And now they're the real life villains of the Premier League because they're about to get a lot of championships taken away. Um, but yes, exactly. Um, so I think that. If we are going back to season one in Ted's prediction of we're going to win the whole effing thing, I think that if that does happen, it's going to come down to them having to slay their Goliath that they have never beaten on this show so far, and that is Manchester City. Ooh, all right. Man, we we went through it tonight. We we got a lot of different predictions out there. We got relationships. We've got um we even have a prediction about the editors, Kenny. So that's my other prediction, man. You know, I'm trying to will this into existence. The series ends with Guiding Light by Mumford and Sons as the final song. So, Jeremy, I will tell you that um Jeremy has been mad tweeting at the editors for like a year. I got AJ that, to that acknowledge be the it. ending song. <laughs> so if that happens, Jeremy will die. Like he will I just will. be like <laughs> I'm going to send yeah. like AJ a, a picture of my dead corpse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, <laughs> send it as the, it's as a bit of a redundant a phrase, right? isn't it? Dead corpse. Um, <laughs> but let me talk to you about this content creator community. And with, there are other content creators out there in the lasso space that I also love as well. But what I love about this show is that it's brought so many different people from so many different walks of life and so many different um, geographic locations together. And it's been a long year and a half since we've had Ted Lasso in our life, but I've had your shows in my ears this entire time. Mm -hmm. And that means an awful lot to me. So Kenny, you and John and Cy, you guys, it's, it's like sitting down at the kitchen table and just talking about your favorite show. That's what I absolutely love about your show. You have such chemistry with it. And then you get the coach beards book club where it does like I make, it may sound like I'm making a joke about the whole academic approach that you come to this with, but truly it's incredible. The amount of detail that I was able to get out of some of these books that I thought I knew, you know, and it's like, you get to learn something, but in a way that is so educational and connected to something that we love. And then Tori, you have become such a friend and messaging back and forth. And I do think it's great that you've put yourself out there on this Ted Becca platform. And not only that, but you have defended it in a way that's not it's so respectful to people that don't want to respect that as a potential idea. And I I love how you have defended that. And I think that both Hannah and Jason owe you dinner, regardless of the outcome after this is all over. But it, it's it's so great. And I, I truly encourage all of our listeners. I, we know you love Ted Lasso. You're listening to us, right? You need to go and check out all of these different shows. You need to go check out Lasso Cast and Coach Beard's Book Club and their soulmates. And then also go out and check out Explore the Space. Mark doesn't necessarily do Med Lasso all the time. He has a lot of medical professionals on as well. And you can really kind of uh, get to understand that side of things. And he's a great interviewer. He really brings it out of people, um, what you want to hear and the conversations that you want to have. So it has just been remarkable getting to know all of you. And I can't can't wait uh, to be able to listen to what you're going to bring coming up in season three. So we'll do just a very quick wrap it up, outro, whatever you want here. Um, and I'll just go in whatever order. We'll go in kind of maybe a reverse order. So Tori, you got any final thoughts? I'm going to go quick before my dog starts squeaking this toy. But thank you so much for having me on. And I appreciate being brought to the table, even though I do have a polarizing... <laughs> agenda thank you i'm going on mute your dog thinks so too look at that man you're getting it from everywhere what about you kenny any final thoughts i am always floored whenever anyone says hey i like you uh i do like you kenny and i like your 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 trek pod i love all your pods well, thank you so much. And of course, you're referencing the uh, Trek Wars podcast that I also do with my friend Aspen Webster outside of talking about Ted Lasso. Talk about both Star Trek and Star Wars at the same time. Um, 
I am just, uh, y'all, I like you so much. Thanks for being my friends. Uh, and uh, also, I think Danny Rojas kills Ted Lasso with the soccer ball in the first opening minutes of nice. season three. Swerve. So Excellent. Like we, we need those callbacks. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Coach Beard's book club. Marita, go first. Any final uh, thoughts? Not really. I'm just so excited for the new season. It's, you know, our entire podcast started after the, the close of season two. So we have never had a new episode to sort of watch together. And I'm so excited to to do that together. And with all of our friends on Twitter and socials, it'll be great. Yeah. Andrea? Um, just, I love this community and the show. And um, I mean, we've talked on Coach Beards, like we're there's there's so many books we're just going to keep going until we all get sick of talking about books which will never happen and football is life excellent (laughs) excellent jer bring it home wrap it up for us on peanut butter and biscuits yeah we are recording this on wednesday march 8th ladies and gentlemen listening and everyone in this room in one week's time you will be watching a new episode of ted lasso um oh. so just wrap wow. your heads around it uh and, and in and one week's time it. you will also be able to listen to <laughs> a new episode of peanut butter and biscuits right this is also true we'll of course be doing our uh breakdowns and releasing them the day of and everything like that of course if we've already told you where to find these people of course you probably know where to find us you're listening to us but in case you don't uh you can always find us on uh, twitter at pbbfrn um and i think uh instagram what is it peanut butter biscuit time which is just a fantastic handle uh craig kudos to you uh on that one but also of course we are a part of a front row network of shows for NPR Illinois. You can find all of those shows. There's always something being released there. We only have 8 million of them at nprillinois.org slash program slash front dash row dash network. Awesome. And I will also say we are also on, on Facebook as well. And I know in our Facebook group, I know that Tori is in there. I think Marita's in there. Andrea, I think you may or may not be in there. Kenny, I don't know if you're in there or not. Um, but if you're not, you should be. But we're all in there. You can talk lasso with us all the time. We can't wait to uh, be with, there with you for season three. But for peanut butter and biscuits, I am Craig, and this is a bunch of amazing content creators, all from the Lasso space. And so for all of them, I'll tell you to be a goldfish. Be a goldfish, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.